0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Thank you for joining North Shore Moonflower. My name is Kim, and today's episode is the pressure of the holidays. That's right, it is here. The holidays are upon us, and so is the stress. But before we talk about that, let's go ahead and do some catch up. So grab your cup of coffee and sit down, relax let's talk friends. How have you guys been? It's been about two weeks since I've made an episode. We're busy with, um, the holiday season and you know, time just got away from me and I was really busy with work. So I'm so sorry, but here we are. Grab your coffee. I have mine. What am I drinking today? So there was a sale at stop and shop cafe. Lucello was on sale for two for $6. And what better way to wake your ass up in the morning than with Café Bucello? Yes, it's delicious. And I put, I think it's International Delight Coffee Creamer. Um, it's frosted sugar cookie. It's like the green one with elf on the front of it. Oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. It's literally like eating a sugar cookie. I love delicious coffee. I really do. But that's my coffee. It is Tuesday and it's about 40 degrees outside today in this weird, weird weather that we are having on the North shore of Long Island. You guys, yesterday, it was 57 degrees. And I say that with such utter disbelief because I live in New York. It's December. That's insane. Insane. I am fully prepared to freeze my ass off. I'm ready. I have accepted that the cold is coming and then yesterday I walk outside and I take all my sweaters off and I'm walking around in a short sleeve shirt. Why is mother nature trying to mess with us? I don't know but I'll ask her. Anyway what else is going on? Oh you guys I have to tell you the funniest story. Well Now I can say it's funny, but at the moment I didn't think it was very funny. But let me tell you about my turkey troubles. So, if you guys don't know, I have, I like to think of it as a magical yard. And um, all the wildlife seems to come and find me. And they're all, like, cool with me. Nobody wants to attack or kill me. Everybody just wants to come and chill, cop a squat in the backyard and, have a nice life. Um, And that's fine with me. And my only rule is you have to be nice. If you're not nice, you got to go. So I regularly have a lot of wild turkeys in my backyard, a lot. Um, They just kind of come and chill and they know that they're safe there and nobody's going to hurt them. So I think that's why they're there. They also... Very much like my cat food that I put out for the cats. That's probably the main reason that they're there. And I like to tell myself it's because it's a magical yard. Um, but anyway, those same turkeys, the ones that I adore so much, um, caused havoc in my greenhouse. So the other day I asked my daughter if she could do me a favor and take the dog outside so that he can go run around and do his business and, you know, be a dog um so she did and then she comes in a few minutes later and my dog comes running up the stairs and he's hiding in his crate i'm like what the hell is going on she's like mom oh my god oh my god the turkeys messed up the greenhouse it's like what so my greenhouse uh, a few episodes ago i talked about fixing up the greenhouse as my um my cat's uh winter safe spot so the the food is in there and there's There's straw on the ground so it's nice and warm, you know, for them to be safe during winter. So the turkeys were in there because, I mean, why wouldn't you be in there? It's awesome, right? So the turkeys go in there and they try to eat the cat food. Well, so my daughter, okay, so my daughter takes the dog out and he went over to the greenhouse to sniff around. He usually finds the cats and he tries to play with them and the cats are like, buzz off. They want nothing to do with him. But that day he found the turkeys and the turkeys were not expecting Jameson. So they panicked and they obviously forgot how they got into the greenhouse because they flew around the inside of my greenhouse. They knocked over my shelves, which I was growing my greens on. Those are all over the floor gone there. There's no saving those greens. So they panicked. They forgot how to get out. And so they thought it would just be a great idea to fly through the window. Yes, that's right. I said through the window, um, taking the frame of the front side of my greenhouse with it. So half of my greenhouse is hanging off. It was it was crazy. And these wild turkeys, they're huge. They are big birds. They are not, they're about three times the size of a Brahma chicken. I swear. They're huge. Um so so this is all happening. And my daughter's like, what's going on? And the cats are running across the yard. They're like, we're out, we're not having any part of this. We're not getting in trouble. We want to stay here. Peace. So they left. Um, And my dog got the ever-loving crap scared out of him. So he ran up the stairs into his crate where he knew that was his safe place. And my daughter is hysterical laughing coming up there, like telling me this whole thing. I'm like, oh my God. So I immediately put my boots on, go outside. So now here I am and I'm standing in front of my greenhouse and I'm staring at it probably for a solid 10 minutes, just staring at it, thinking to myself, what just happened and how am I going to fix this? So let me paint the picture for you. Okay. The door to my greenhouse is piece of crap. It's basically just four by sixes stapled together and it's all warped and it's hanging by a thread. It's bad. The front right half windows, Of the greenhouse are falling off Um, the one that they flew through that's all over the ground out there there's nice big chunks of glass in my lemon balm planter that's right in front of my greenhouse all over the ground so I'm like okay well this can't stay like this I have to fix it one I have a fear that it's gonna collapse either on myself uh, on Elizabeth on Jameson on the cats Somebody or something is going to get hurt if I don't fix this greenhouse. Um, So I went to uh, Ace Hardware and I was like, okay. I went over and I got two inch exterior wood screws. I was like, if I could just screw everything back together, then we'll figure out the window situation after winter and see what's going on. So I bought those, came back so ready. I had my drill my screwdriver and my ladder and I was ready to go well the person who built the greenhouse when they put when they put the door together instead of using screws they used nails now the nails are figure eights and they're bent every which way and they're rusted and painted over and there's no way I can tap them out or try to pull them out or anything they're in there for life they're not going anywhere so with that problem, and also the door is warped because it's old and it was just a side project of, you know, just throw something together that works, which is totally cool because I do that myself all the time. So I can't blame the guy who built the greenhouse. Um, so, you know, just the circumstance and everything is building up and it's making it impossible for me to fix it the way I had intended to. So I'm trying to take the nails out and I can't get them out. So that means I can't get that piece of wood flush with the interior piece of wood that I need to hold this greenhouse together. So I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do that day? It just so happened that I had to trade trucks. Say that five times fast, but you can't trade trucks with Russ. (laughs) That's a tricky one. Um, because he took my truck to go get the state inspection and he has a guy over by his job that does it and whatever. He takes care of that for me. Thank you. Um, so that was happening. So I had Russ's truck. So he always has some kind of random tools or whatever in the back of his truck. So I called him. I was like, Hey, do you think you have a, some type of like a C clamp or something in your truck? He's like, yeah, I checked the box. I think I do. So I went and I checked the box in back of his truck. And he had a C-clamp. I was like, please let this be big enough. So I brought it over and I'm like, I think this is going to work. So I was actually able to hold the outside to the inside with the C-clamp. And it's pretty tight. I like, I really pulled down on that thing. So it, it was really sturdy. And um, I actually had to take another window out, the one above the one that was broken because it was falling out and it wouldn't stay in the frame anymore because the frame was broken. So I had to take that window out. So after I put the C-clamp on there, I was able to screw in the rest of the beams, screw in the ones on the floor, and I shook it and it was sturdy. So hopefully, hopefully it's good enough. I'm a little worried with the heavy snow that's due to come that it's not going to put any pressure on it or I don't know we'll have to take it step by step I guess but for the windows I was going to put my um greenhouse plastic on it but that looked like pond scum that's the only thing I don't know what happened I guess it's because I probably left it outside and in the rain and Just, it was gross. So I was like, well, that's not going to happen. I'm not touching that. So I found a smaller blue tarp. Now I have a blue tarp stapled on the inside of the windows of the greenhouse. So it's fixed, kind of, for now, as good as I can, until I can figure out what to do with it from here. So now it's fixed. Now I'm like, okay, so how am I going to prevent this from happening again? Because... The door being the way it is, it's going to fly open. So I have bought, (coughs) excuse me, I have bought a chain lock for that door because it kept flying open and I didn't want the deer to get in there. Well, I never even thought about the turkeys, but so I had the chain lock on there and if you close it just the right way, you can hold the door and put the chain lock on and then the door won't fly open, but then the cats can't get in. So then I'm like, okay what if i made a cat door so i cut some of the hardware cloth um on the door big enough for the cats but not the turkeys and i took some cardboard and kind of just put it around the edges of the cut wire this way the sharp ends wouldn't stick the cats when they went in and out and that seems to be working so so far so good We'll see what happens. But now, of course, myself being the way that I am and loving animals the way that I do, I feel bad that turkeys don't have anything to eat. I know, guys. I know that they're wild turkeys, but something inside of me tells me that they come to me for a reason because they're hungry and I have to help them. So I was thinking if I got a chicken feeder and... I think I might buy like maybe wild game pellets or uh, cracked corn or something like that and not put it on my property, but over by the empty lot next to my property where the turkeys hang out during the day. This way, they'll have access to something to eat, but they won't be on my property causing havoc. I don't know. Those are my thoughts, you guys. Just let me know what you think, if that's possible, or am I crazy? If I'm crazy, thank you, but I already know. So whatever. So that was my, that was my debacle on my greenhouse. And then what was so funny was the next morning after I did all of this mopping about, you know, doing my morning thing, making my coffee. And I always kind of just look out the back window to see, you know, if the animals are out or they eating, whatever. So I look out and there they are, a group, and I mean a large group of turkeys all standing in front of the greenhouse, having a meeting because they don't understand why they can no longer have access to the inside of the greenhouse because they looked just utterly perplexed. Like they could not figure it out. They kept looking at the greenhouse and then looking around and then looking at the greenhouse and then looking around until a few minutes later they've accepted defeat and they all walked away so secretly inside I'm going ha 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 but then I'm going oh, I'm so sorry that I had to do this I don't know you guys I'm insane I guess I have a problem but that was my my turkey dilemma and my turkey troubles so it's never a dull moment around here on this homestead um speaking of homestead and dull moments seed starting is upon us you guys it's almost that time and i think i'm going to start a little bit earlier this year december 26 is my goal i want to start my uh peppers eggplant and some tomatoes early because they just need a little extra loving. um i have my seed starting my cell trays i have my mats i do not have grow lights though the grow lights that i had were broken and they just stopped working i'm in the market for a new set of grow lights i would like something with a clamp so it makes it easier um to hook it onto a shelving unit um so if you guys have any ideas or if you know of any company that you swear about let me know so um i'm looking and i don't want I don't know. I don't want, you know, cheap ones, but I don't want to spend, you know, an obscene amount of money. So you guys know what I'm talking about. Affordable grow lights. Let me know what you got. Um, I got to get some seeds starting mix from Magway and then I'm good to go. So I'm not going to plant things like, um, cucumbers or anything like that until maybe January, mid January, maybe, um, because they don't take as much time to grow as the, the um, you know, peppers and eggplant and stuff. So uh, I'll be doing half of my tomatoes in December and half of my tomatoes in January. Um, just so that we have a little bit of a succession planting and things don't get too big too fast. So that's that. We are working on our seeds. And now, please... Stay tuned. We're going to pause for a message from our sponsor and then we'll be back to talk about the pressure of the holidays. Thanks for sticking around, guys, and welcome back. Let's get on to the topic for today, and that is the pressure of the holidays. The holidays are here. If you celebrate it, happy holidays. If you don't, happy Tuesday. Um, You know, we've talked about what my family and I celebrate and what we believe before. Um, But in case you don't know, we don't necessarily celebrate Christmas. We do celebrate Yule Um, we don't celebrate the Christian Christmas and, um, things have changed for us over the years. So I wanted to just kind of touch base and talk about, you know, what we do, what do you guys do and what we've noticed around the holidays. Um, so let's talk about gift giving, like who do you guys buy for? Do you do grab bags or do you buy for everyone or do you do kids only? I know people who do all sorts of different gift giving ideas and stuff like that. And I guess it would de- it would depend on, uh, you know, where are you out in your life? Are you, um, do you have small children? Are you single? You know, I think that your lifestyle would depend on your gift giving. I don't know. It's just, that's how I feel. Like when I was younger, um, you know, Christmas was for everybody or so I thought. Um, But as I got older and then I had a child and then my child got older, Christmas was about the kids. You know, we didn't really buy too much for the adults. If you got one gift, you got one gift, you know, but it was, it was for the kids. And as I became older and I had my daughter, Christmas became about my daughter. Like, I didn't care about, you know, people would say, oh, what do you want for Christmas? I don't know. Like, I have no idea. And that's that's something else that really, like, people ask me all the time, what do you want for Christmas? I have no clue because I don't know how to ask people for anything. So for me to tell people what I want and, like, expect them to go out and get it for me, it feels weird to me. So I think that you know, if you're, if you're buying a gift for somebody that you really know, that it's a testament to see how much you really know them. Just go out and get them something that you think that they'll love. And, you know, I'm sure that would be great. It just, it's a weird concept to me, but that's just me because I'm a weirdo, but whatever. Um, so, you know, that, that just leads into the pressures of, uh, are you going to be able to afford everything? You know, Christmas and the holidays, they're expensive. And not only gift-giving. If you're hosting and you're going to pay for food for your dinner, decorations. Um, you know, if you're a real out there to do hostess, you have like, you know, parting gifts and all kinds of stuff that I've seen. Like People really go all out and that is all money. And then the gifts. And then, you know, people hire Santa Claus to come. And, you know, it's just, it's a very, very expensive time of year. And that leads to people becoming very, very stressed out because if you're not, you know, well off and you're a paycheck to paycheck type family, now is the time of year where you start stressing out and you're like, um, am I going to have money to buy Christmas gifts for my kids and this and that? And that's an awful feeling. And if you're out there and you're a parent and you're really feeling bad about yourself right now because you don't have the extra money to buy your kids all the things that they want, I see you. I feel you. I was there once for a long time. And I just need for you guys to know if you're listening, you're doing a great job. Don't worry if you can't put a lot of gifts under the tree. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great. Anyway, don't stress about the small things. Your children are going to love you on December 26th, whether you got them five gifts or 50 gifts. It's going to be okay. And I I understand that, though, because it's the fear of disappointment. You don't want to disappoint your kids. You love your kids. You want to be able to give your kids everything in the world. I get it. I share that sentiment, absolutely. But, you know, you don't want to disappoint them. You you want to get them everything that they want in their list. And that's how I felt with my daughter when she was younger. I was a single mom. I was a paycheck-to-paycheck mom. But, you know, I tried to work extra, put in extra hours, get overtime, do side gigs, you know, something so that I can get extra money so that I can give my daughter whatever she wanted for Christmas. And, you know, I would make her write out a list every year. And then that list would be passed out amongst family when they would ask me, what does Elizabeth want for Christmas? Oh, here's her list. Pick something, you know, so it alleviated me having to get everything, which was very much appreciated over the years. Um, but I did what I thought I had to do to make my daughter happy, but guess what? She woke up on December 26th and she was still my daughter and she still loved me and I still love her. So it's, I understand the fear, but it's going to be okay. You know, so, because that changes and, and now I am faced with a completely different situation. Now I have an adult child. I was 21 years old, you know, the gifts change, you know, you can't go out to Target and buy, you know, six different Barbie dolls and be like, Merry Christmas. The gifts change. They become um, more mature, you know, things that you find yourself going, oh, I like that for myself. I'm going to get one for myself, you know, (laughs) I do that sometimes. Um, But with that, also the expectation changes too. She's an adult now. She understands that she doesn't need 50 gifts to feel important on that day. You know, she understands that it takes a lot of money to produce all those gifts. And sometimes we don't have that money. And by her being mature about it and understanding and not not expecting to have all those gifts is takes a great weight off my shoulders, and I think it allows me to actually enjoy the season a little bit more because I feel like we can just relax as people, as a family, and not have that pressure about trying to impress each other with our gift giving. Like, I don't know, it's just weird. But if you are going to give gifts this year, um, I encourage you to shop local. You know, I live on the north shore of Long Island on, in Port Jeff, and I live literally right up the hill from the village, the harbor front. And um, there's a lot of nice, cute little shops down there that I would love to go and buy from for Christmas. So I might might make my rounds down there and see what I can put in. But this year, um, I'm actually making a lot of handmade things doing Uh, gift baskets for friends and family you know like out of the ordinary one-of-a-kind type um, gifts something that you can't go and buy in the store now to me i feel like that's a lot more meaningful than um you know going and buying a a canister set that somebody's never going to use you know just because you don't know what else to give them you know what i mean so um things like that you know go on etsy check etsy out support those um small creators and and i'm telling you my daughter gets a lot of things from etsy and these things are beautiful that she gets and you can tell that they're they're quality products that people put time and effort into them and most of the time she gets free stuff like the creators will uh include like a free bracelet or free whatever with it or you know, it's, it's pretty cool. So support local artists, uh, local shopping when you can, or you can do things out of the ordinary, like, um, uh, like, um, what was I going to say? Buy a star. I did that actually for my stepmom a few years ago, after my dad passed away, I purchased a star and you get like a little package with the certificate, and you can name the star, and they give you the coordinates of where the star is, so that you can find it and locate it. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's a nice uh, sentimental gift. It's uh, it's a gift to show um, caring, you know, and love. It's it's unique. And that's what I like. Um, but, you know, that's the shopping and the presents and stuff like that. But how about the actual celebrating, you guys? That changes, too. You know, when I was younger, I can remember um, big gatherings and, and parties. and But now we just, we really just enjoy a quiet family day. You know, nothing to do with anyone. We're just those kind of people. You know, we don't we don't do well, we don't thrive in large groups of people. We don't, um, the thought of going out and having to talk to and interact and and think of things to say and masking um, is exhausting. When you are a neurodivergent, which all of us in our house are, we all have ADHD, and masking is the thought of it is is exhausting for people you try to cover yourself up you know so people don't see your quirks and you know when they do they think it's so cute Oh, you are so quirky you're so cute but we are struggling and to us it's it's kind of hard sometimes to um to go out and be around a lot of people and for somebody who doesn't understand why we are the way we are they look at it like as if we're rude or uh we're avoiding people because we don't like you or you know it and it has nothing to do with that this is it's just for our mental health so that we can stay in a safe place um so you know if if we decline an in invitation or or something like that 9 times out of 10 it's it's not for the reason that you think so um you know, there's there's that. We struggle with that all the time. And um, we just prefer to just stay at home and quiet where we know where we don't have to. We could just be us and relax and truly enjoy what this time of year is supposed to be. Um, but, you know, remembering from my childhood, I, I can remember, you know, a lot of things like we we used to live upstairs for my grandparents it was a mother-daughter house and i remember as a kid waking up upstairs and going out to the living room and all of our guests around the living room and we'd open all our guests and be like yay you know and then we would get dressed up in our christmas outfits for the day and then we would go downstairs and as soon as you would hit the bottom step it was like Christmas threw up in the living room it was insane there was presents everywhere I had three aunts my grandparents and they all bought multiple gifts for all of us it was there was five of us and then my cousin Richard so there was six kids and the amount of presents were insane and it you know we would have breakfast together and then we would watch Christmas movies and have Christmas music going and and people would come over and uh, we'd all have dinner together and then dessert and there would be cookies galore all over the place. And, you know, it was it was different back then. But that is a memory through a child's eye, you know, so I, I didn't see the stress of it. I didn't see the um, the bickering or, you know, who's not talking to who or stay away from me or Maybe people didn't want to be there because they couldn't do it with their mental health, but they didn't have a way of voicing that back then, you know? Like, so I didn't see all of that back then. I just saw, you know, let's just face it, the presence. Like it was a great day, but things are, things are different now, you know? And a lot of those people from my childhood are gone now. And, um, you know, it hits you different because you realize you're getting older and, um, You know, that's life. But, um, so we're just going to stay home and we're going to make our dinner. We're making it from scratch. We're going to do pork tamales this year. My daughter, her father is Hispanic, so she's part Hispanic and she's been wanting to make homemade tamales for a while. So we're going to do them together for, for um, uh, Yule and we're, we're going to eat them on December 25th, which would be technically Christmas, um. And it's something that we can learn together and we can bond over and, you know, I'll take those little moments whenever I can get them. So um, that'll be our Christmas. But for New Year's, uh, we don't really do anything. Maybe we might go to our friend's house, uh, but I don't really like to be out on New Year's Eve um, for the sheer fact that it's dangerous. People are idiots. You know, they, they drink and they drive. and they don't care. And um, there's checkpoints everywhere, which is good, but also annoying at the same time. And I just don't want to take the chance because it's not worth it to me. But if we go to my, our friend's house, then, you know, that leads back to social anxieties and ADHD and stuff like that. But it's not a lot of people. It's just a couple of people and Sometimes it's good, but, um, you know, I don't. it's another thing. Like to me, it's just another day. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. It's going to be same thing. Like what's so special about it. I don't see, I think to me, I started to question the importance of these holidays. Like what it's just another day. Like it's not tomorrow's going to be okay. Um, I don't know. I guess it's just something that I'm going through, but new years, I mean. Now we're talking about resolutions. Do you guys make new year's resolutions? I don't, I make a promise, um, to live my life to the fullest for the year. I'm not going to make a resolution because I feel like if I make a new year's resolution, I'm holding myself to an unrealistic standard. I can say, um, in 2022, I'm going to lose 40 pounds. And then I know I'm not going to because I'm not going to follow a strict diet plan. I can plan to follow a strict diet plan, but I know myself and I know I'm not going to. And I know I'm not going to go to the gym every day. I just know that. Let's just be honest with ourselves. I know I'm not going to the gym every day. So why am I going to make a resolution that I'm not going to live up to? So I would much rather make myself a promise to live my life, um, not just exist. You know, and there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days and there's going to be, um, things that I have to overcome and there's going to be great accomplishments and there's going to be so many ups and downs through 365 days. How could I ever hold myself accountable to just one thing? I want to live my life, not just exist. So that's my, my promise for 2022 to myself. Um, what else is going to be new in 2022 i don't know i'm hoping that it's going to be a better year than these last two years because i'm kind of over it they suck um anything new on the homestead in 2022 i don't don't know we are going to be doing the raised garden beds so we'll see that would be a more controlled setting for gardening in 2022 uh, we will be extending the corn section in 2022. Um, and that's pretty much it. Nothing nothing big planned right now, but you never know what the future will bring. So maybe something interesting. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, that's it, guys. So, you know, whatever, whatever holiday you celebrate or even if it's just another day to you, let's just... Make a plan for peace at this time of year. Like celebrate whatever and however you choose, but be kind to people, man. Practice what you preach so extra loud at this time of year. You know, everybody wants to be a good human and, you know, peace on earth and, you know, love and Jesus and all this stuff. Practice what you preach. Make a care box. Go give it to somebody who's freezing outside or... You know, make a donation to a charity or buy somebody a coffee, you know, something, something, you know, practice what you preach and then carry that through the year. You know, give when you can without any expectations. It's the best feeling in the world to give selflessly. It's you just you feel good. And you don't even know. You won't ever know the impact that you made on that person's life. But you did. So give when you can without any expectations. And just one small act of love, you guys, each day will help to make this earth a much better place. You know, go outside. Take a look around you. Find beauty in nature, you know, in something. There's so many ugly things and hatred and nastiness and coldness out there find something beautiful you know thank the earth for all she has given us as we prepare for the return of the sun stay warm and cozy this season you guys i love you all and happy holidays